Welcome to our very first episode of Twisted Tactics with a special guest. Tabitha, she will be sharing three paranormal stories. Stay tuned. everyone, my name is Tabitha Ott and I am here to share some personal haunting experiences. So a little bit of background is most of the hauntings that I've experienced happened at my old university campus. Something I did not know uh, before deciding to go there was that the, so the university campus is right smack dab in the middle of like this super small middle of nowhere town square type situation um like the only things that we had around was a dollar tree and a casey's and then that was about it anywhere else you needed to go to the big cities for so it was very much in the middle of nowhere what I didn't know is that the town square and the university is built directly upon the grounds of where the Battle of Fayette took place. Important information for later. So freshman year comes around and I move onto the third floor and not much happens at first there's some things that I've written off that I think back now on that could possibly have been paranormal was footsteps. So the freshman woman's building is pure brick. There's no insulation, so echoes are horrible. So someone could be, you could be on the third floor and someone be doing something from the first floor and it echoes uh, really, really loudly. Um, but the footsteps were something that I couldn't quite explain, but I've written off. So it would be like middle of the night, like closing in to like midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And it would sound like someone was directly running down our dorm hall. And, you know, you want to poke your head out there to see who on earth is running up and down the dorm halls at like 1 a.m. at night, and you'd open the door and there'd be no one there. But you had just heard the footsteps, and you didn't hear the hallway door close, or any of the uh, dorm room doors in that hall open and close. I've kind of written it off, but honestly, there was just like no way to explain that. Like, yes, kind of thought that it was an echo from one of the other floors but it just it did not make sense because it truly sounded like it was coming straight from outside of our door um another thing that happened was so the main thing with that third floor room was at first it was fine it was just you know footsteps things would disappear 
things like hair brushes, hair ties, headbands. Um, you'd place them on your desk or your bed. You turn around, boom, they're gone. Or you place them down, you go out for a class, you come back, you search up and down the room, and you can't find them. Um, I always just assume that you know they'd fall in in a crevice behind the desk or the bed or something or another, but the, the amount of times that they'd go missing was kind of suspicious. Um, it was just little things at first, and then right around the time of midterms, so halfway through the semester, we start having and I quote thermostat problems. So the thermostat in the dorm rooms, because this is an old building, an old brick building, the thermostat was very much, you press the up and down buttons, whatever you set it on, that's what you get. It's not one where you can set it to an automatic setting of like 68, and then if you change it, it stays changed for two hours and automatically goes back to originally what was set. It's very much you hit the button, whatever you set your uh, room temp to, that's what it stayed at. The only way to change that was physically pressing the buttons. Well, it got to the point where, around the midterm time, I would, both me and my roommate of that time, would wake up in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. at night, and we can't breathe. Like, it is suffocatingly hot in the room. You can't breathe because of how hot it is. It's like a sauna, and you're just drenched in sweat. And we couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, so, and so we thought maybe it was uh, a, a maintenance thermostat problem. But when I went to check the thermostat, it was turned up all the way to the highest heat setting. And I know for a fact that no one's touched that thermostat since we've gone to bed. Because the thermostat is directly at the end of my bed um, and it lights up whenever you hit the buttons. So if my roommate had messed with it, it would have woken me up because she'd have to hover over my bed and then the screen would light up and kind of get in my eyes. Um, but the screen was dark. So for some reason, it was all the way on the highest setting. So I changed it back down to cold temps, um, had to wait for the room to air out. I was able to go back to sleep and I had gotten a hold of maintenance and they has, you know, they're like, well, we can't find anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. Like it shouldn't be physically doing this. Like it's, it's not possible. And it was, it happened occasionally. It would happen about once a week or so, maybe twice a week. Um, a couple of weeks before finals, it got to the point where it was not only every single night, it happened in the middle of the day as well. Um, like my roommate would be the first one out of our dorm room in the morning for classes. I would be the la I would be the first person to come back after classes. Um, and she never touched the thermostat. And then I would walk into the dorm room just being an absolute sauna. And you just couldn't stay in that room because, again, the thermostat was all the way up to the highest setting. And it was, like, happening every day now and every night. And I'm super sensitive to temperature. So if it's too hot, I 
physically cannot sleep. Um, so if I get waking up in the middle of the night, it affects my sleep cycle and having to do it like every night, I was super sleep deprived. And a couple of the upperclassmen who were still in, uh, still living in the freshman dorm, heard about my problem, and they came up to me and they were like, "Hey, you're on the third floor, yeah?" I said, "Yeah, I am." They're like, "Uh, do you are you in room uh whatever the number was? I can't remember." Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, uh. FYI, um, your room is haunted. Excuse me? Like, well, yeah. Uh, your room, room 3-0, whatever it was, um, is one of the most haunted rooms, not only in the freshman dorm, but really on the campus, kind of as a whole. Um, I was like, well, I'm having problems. Like, my thermostat is the only one doing it. Like, I have friends who live on the same hall as me, and they don't have problems with their thermostat at all. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a thing that that haunted room does. Um, they, had, they had mentioned something about a specific ghost being in the girls' freshman dorm. I don't remember who they said that it was. Um, but apparently, whatever the ghost is on the third floor of the freshman girls' dorm really likes to mess with the thermostat of that room and make things disappear. So that was a little bit insightful. I didn't really believe them, because at the time, I, I really didn't believe in anything paranormal. And so right before finals week, you know, I've been dealing with the constant waking up at 3 a.m. to the room just being so unbearable that I had to wait for it to air out before I could even go back to sleep. And because the air conditioning's so old, it would take up to a couple of hours. So I was on my last nerve from stress and sleep, being sleep deprived. Um, and I had came back from classes slash studying one day, walked into my room, thermostat was maxed out, highest heat setting again and I snapped I said you know what if this really is a ghost I've got nothing to lose so I um, I said some very stern choice words to any ghost that might be in that dorm room along with um, a couple of threats attached to that um and after I kind of had a little bit of a screaming match with in the ghost of my dorm room, it stopped. For the last two weeks of school, thermostat never had a problem ever again. So apparently whatever I said was impactful because the ghost left me alone after that. And it was too much of a coincidence for me to write off as the thermostat, you know, just sorted itself out like something obviously was going on. For the summer, and then I moved into the second floor of the same women's freshman dorm room. 
and um, I thought, you know, well, we're not third floor anymore, so it shouldn't be haunted, it should be good to go. I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong. So, the thing with the second floor is, at first, it was fine, nothing really happened, and so we had a mini fridge in our dorm room, and the door on the mini fridge kind of sticks, so it's not like one where, like, if you don't shut it all the way, it'll, like, you know, open itself back on, it's like, once, once it's closed, the door's closed. No, I do not believe that it is the same spirit from the third floor. I think this one was a spirit that kind of had a little bit of an attachment to me. Yes, and I will I will explain how that unfortunate situation happened upon. Um, but yeah, like little things like that, and it didn't really escalate. And then right around the time when the little things were happening, um, one of the activities that our campus decided to host was they brought in a paranormal investigator uh, to basically, you know, teach us a little bit about spirits and how certain things worked and stuff like that. And then uh, he would lead us to places around the campus to kind of like, you know, okay, so this is how this tool works. Um, so if we were to get anything, this is how it would show up. The entirety of the tour, we had no spirit communication whatsoever. Um, no evidence of anything. And then right when the tour was about to end, we were supposed to go to one more building on campus, but for some reason it was locked and we couldn't get in. So they uh, were figuring out if they wanted to just end it early or see if there was somewhere else on campus we could go. And uh, they had agreed to let us in to the, call them the abandoned dorm building. Um, it's a little building on campus that's kind of in disarray but it's it's spare rooms where they would put um, guest speakers if they traveled in so they wouldn't have to pay hotel fees and then um, because I started school right around the time of COVID it was where they housed the uh, COVID positive students um, so the building was empty so there was no one in the building, and they had decided, you know, last minute, well, you know what, how about you just try this building instead, because we can get you into this one. And they're like, yeah, cool, okay. Um, so that kind of clued you in, like, this this wasn't set up or anything, because we weren't originally supposed to be in this building to begin with. And so we had the lights out, and we had the grid light pointed at a wall, and some of us were sitting on on the empty dorm beds and a couple of us were sitting on the floor and I was sitting next to a friend of mine and we were just asking questions and I had a audio recording app on my phone that I was using for like um, singing stuff because I was in a vocal lesson at the time and I had decided you know what they were talking about how like you could spirit box with just about you know any voice recording app so I decided to have that on while we were um, trying to ask questions to see if we could get anything and at the beginning nothing happened and then all of a sudden the grid light starts fading on and off in responses to our questions which is how we were able to get information that the ghost in the room was actually a, sh a soldier who died during the battle of Fayette wow. 
Mm-hmm. So the grid light would very, very clearly flash, um, dim, and then brighten again. And that was kind of how we figured out that he was answering yeses. Um, when it was a no, it was a very dimmed fade. Um, and in the middle of this, I was like, uh, I decided to go through my voice recordings. And right as I was about to pick up my phone, the person next to me just screams. <laughs> and we were like, what happened? And she said, something grabbed my ankle. Something has a hold of my ankle right now. Mind you, the beds are empty and they're raised dorm beds. So it's just an empty space underneath the bed. Like nothing has a hold of her, like nothing even close to touching her ankle. And she was like, something is grabbing my ankle. Yeah, and then it just the it just let go. And so we're like, okay, do we we want to continue with this? Like obviously there's there's something here. We're like, okay, we'll continue. And then so we're kind of continuing questions and we noticed that the grid light was overall deming almost like it was losing the battery like the battery was going bad um and like the flashlight was dying to the point where it just kind of like stayed almost completely off it was still faintly there but it was almost like the batteries weren't working anymore so we were like well i don't know if the ghost just drained all the battery and there's nothing left for it to use or if it's just you know done with the conversation so as we were kind of discussing what we wanted to do all of a sudden it's like this wave of just cold chills wash over me out of the middle of nowhere and every hair on my body stands up and i just get hit with this a range of emotions that i later found out weren't my emotions i was hit with like anger and sadness and i was upset and i was at the point of either wanting to cry or hurt someone and i had no clue where any of this was going and then it stopped and it was like all the energy in my body was just zapped out of me and i had no clue what had happened and then all of a sudden the grid light starts up again like we had just put in a brand new fresh battery but no one has touched that light and I, I had no clue what was going on. So I had told everyone, I was like, something just happened. I was like, I can feel something latched onto me. I was like, I don't know if it's like sapping my energy or what it's doing. But I was like, something is on me right now. So then my dear roommates, I love them dearly, but they decided to ask, a really stupid question that got us a really terrifying answer. And they were asking, do you have a favorite person in this room? Do you have a person that you like the most in this room? And... What made them ask that? Because I think there was over like six people in this room and only two people had quote-unquote been attacked. Me and my friend who sat on the same bed. So they decided as kind of like a way to, I guess, provoke the ghost was asking like, okay, so do you have a favorite person? Is that why you're only, you know, going after these two people? Like none of us has felt anything. 
and so we had gotten a brief response on the grid light for my friend who had gotten her ankle grabbed and the grid light really showed when they because they're kind of like calling out names down the line and the grid light really showed when it came to my name and when that happened i was overwhelmed suddenly with just this feeling of panic like I had to get out of this room now or something bad was going to happen. So I just up and I left the room. And the moment I got outside the dorm room into the hallway and I shut that door, it was like a weight just lifted off my shoulders. Wow. So whatever was in that room, the moment I left that room, it was gone. And later I had found out um, that the spirit was basically using me as a human battery to power its ability to like mess with like the grid lights and stuff like that. It was using me for that. And I had gotten, when I had played back the video recordings that I had from in that room, we had gotten a terrifying response when they had asked do you have a favorite person in this room? Very, it was, uh, I don't know how to describe this voice. It was guttural, deep, but whispery. And you can very clearly hear, hear it say, Tab, which is a nickname that really only one of my friends call me. and But no one in that room at that moment was calling me tab and so all of a sudden because i just hear this faint guttural whisper just tab in the vocal recording and i shoot up out of my dorm room over to my friend's room and i was like you have to hear this and i showed them the recording and we all kind of freaked out that night <laughs> so we all kind of had a, decided to have a sleepover because we we there's no way we were going to like sleep on our own after that. But after that, yeah, but after that had happened, that was kind of when the paranormal activity kind of ramped up in my dorm room. So I'm assuming that the ghost decided that he liked whatever it was about me so much that he followed me from the abandoned dorm room all the way back to my actual dorm room. Because when it was just like little things, like now it was major things. Um, so one of the things was, kind of got ramped up, was I was eating dinner in my dorm room. Um, I had my fairy lights on, but not the normal lights on. And I was watching like this funny funny video stuff and all of a sudden I just get hit with the urge to cry just out of out of nowhere I go from laughing at something funny um on YouTube to all of a sudden like two seconds away from just having an absolute mental breakdown and then I just felt these pair of eyes on me like very clearly and it was so strong that I could pinpoint exactly where these eyes are coming from 
but I didn't, there's no one there. I was the only one in my dorm room, but all the hair on my body was just standing up from how strong I could feel these eyes on me. And it wasn't just like a, oh yeah, sure. I'm just, you know, chilly looking at you. It's like, no, these, these eyes were plotting kind of something from how hard they were staring at you that resulted in just like me kind of freaking out. So I was like, there's no, there's no one in here. I had checked every, every corner of my dorm room and there was no one in there, but the eyes just would not let up. <laughs> and so I had to, I ended up having to ask uh, a couple of friends of mine, see if they could figure out anything that could help me. Um, Cause they would come and go, but it just got so point. I just couldn't, I just couldn't sleep at night, cause the eyes are just so strong, and it, it just made me feel so uncomfortable. I could, I just couldn't sleep for nights on end. So I just got so bad. I was like, okay, I need, I need someone to help me with something. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are. Just help me. <laughs> Yeah, so I had one roommate, um, but she she never had any problems with the eyes. Like I was I was the only one in this room that ever felt a problem with with being stared at so bad that I just couldn't sleep at night. And so finally, I had gotten help from a couple of roommates. One of them um, kind of dabbles in the paranormal a little bit. Um, and a little bit on like the the psychic side, so she had gotten me um, some some things just to like try out like crystals and and other things like that just to see if any of them would work. And it took a couple of of try and fails, but finally something clicked, something worked, and then the eyes are just gone. Whatever it was, was a protective of enough spell that it, it stopped the eyes. Um, but the, huh, the problem my roommate had with the ghost was kind of a little bit more terrifying. So we were, we were both theater majors and I had a long day of classes and my roommate was in our bathroom uh, getting her makeup done for uh, uh, one of the shows that she was in on campus that I wasn't a part of. And I had just got back into the dorm room um, and set my things down. And whenever the door like opens and closes, it's really loud. Um, so even when you're closed off in the bathroom, you can tell when like the door opens and closes and so she was like Tabitha did you just leave I was like no I just got back and she was like what are you talking about I was like I had a full day of classes I haven't been in my dorm room since like 8 a.m this morning and she was like no <laughs> no you're kidding me right I was like what do you what do you mean I'm kidding you she's like I just had a full-blown conversation with you for 30 minutes through the bathroom door. Uh-huh. 
she had a full-blown back-and-forth conversation getting responses from supposedly me and my voice through the bathroom door as she was getting ready. And I just stare at her. I'm like, I swear to you, I just got back from classes. I had not been in this room before 30 minutes, much less holding a conversation with you. And we, honestly, we did not know how to handle that. Like, we, there was no explanation for that. Like, she was having a full-blown conversation with someone who sounded like me, and no one was in that dorm room other than just my roommate until I walked through that door after classes. So she probably was freaked out when she saw your face and you, you wasn't in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. She was... She was freaked out. I was like, I, I swear to you, I wasn't in here. And she's like, well, I, well, who did I have a conversation with then? And she kind of knew about like the little things that were happening, like the doors locking on their own and like the mini fridges doors just being left wide open for no apparent reason. So she kind of knew a little bit about like the paranormal stuff, but she didn't really know how bad it got for me. And I guess this was kind of, the ghost's version of messing with her. So it was the eyes for me. Apparently it was having full-blown conversations with my roommate. Wow. That's insane. Because it's all because of that. Because people were buried out of the, the college. Mm-hmm. It was because the college was built on bloodshed. Yep, we had gotten 100% confirmation that the spirit that we were talking to in the abandoned dorm building was a soldier from the war. And I'm pretty sure it was the same person, um, same ghost that followed me over to my dorm room and was having like the conversation in the eyes. Because when the eyes were staring at me, it was the same cold chill feeling, identical cold chill feeling to what I felt in that abandoned dorm building wow. you said that they have celebrities sleep like stay at the abandoned part of the college yeah so the that abandoned dorm building isn't used for anything other than like when special speakers or guests come over um they'll house them there and um at one point it was used to house the covid positive people but other than that, it was just left sitting there collecting dust. Um, so this was uh, Central Methodist um, University up in Missouri. Wow. That's insane. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories. I appreciate you for having me. I have not told this story to anyone, so it's it's been very nice being able to share this experience out to the public. Yeah, so um, my Instagram and my Facebook is just uh, Tabitha Ott, T-A-B-I-T-H-A, and then O-T-T. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Everybody subscribe. Go follow her everywhere. Thank you. If you like this episode, you will love the video version on YouTube. Subscribe, baby.
If you like this episode, you will love the video version on YouTube. Subscribe, baby.